Welcome to the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by Daniel Ouellette. you all all three families let's give them all a hand thank you so much thank you for letting us be a part of of your legacy and, and raising up your little ones and it's a blessing to be called uh, extended family amen how you doing I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Am I preaching? Arthur, are you preaching? We're both I, I preaching. I think. I think we're both preaching. <laughs> no, no. We knew. We know what we're doing. I'm just pretending. Like, <laughs> oh well. Good. Good morning. <laughs> we just thought we'd catch up real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we wanted to uh, to do um, something special today. We're actually both going to just sh- share a little bit today. Um, God put some things in our heart, and uh, we just kind of wanted to do a little bit of a recap of the conference. Yeah. And um, do you have that video ready? I don't know if we're ready for it, but the, the one I sent you, the Facebook one? Uh, maybe in a minute. Okay, yeah. just have it ready. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do it in a minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we wanted to just uh, recap a little bit of the conference. Yeah, yeah th- that's something that we like to do um, whenever the Lord is moving in stuff and, and start speaking prophetically. Anytime we go to a conference and things like that, um, I take, first of all, copious notes um, and I love to refer back to them. And I even refer back to like, it was this day that this was spoken. And I want to go back and review um, the, the live stream and things like that. But it's really important to steward what it was that God did in you. Sometimes it helps to even start to articulate what it was that you saw um, and what it is that God's speaking through those things. And um, I call it white space time um, because we can so quickly go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And um, it's helpful to kind of stop a minute process with the Lord. Be like, okay, God, what are you showing me through this? Um, How can I get the most out of this so that I'm not just like, oh, and now it's another Sunday. Does this make sense? And so, um, so that's our heart this morning. And so, yeah, so Jesus, we just thank you, God, for this time that we have. Lord, I thank you, Father, that there is no one that's behind in the spirit in this place. If anyone missed the conference, I thank you, God, that we are a body. We're all one body. We are united by your spirit, Jesus. So I thank you that the breakthroughs that anybody got is everybody's breakthroughs, Jesus. And so we just thank you so much for it, God. And we just pray, Lord, that you would be glorified through this and that we would get out of everything, Lord, what you want us to get out of it. And we just thank you so much for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have a testimony from the conference, um, get get ready because we're going to take some some testimonies in a moment. In fact, we're doing that right now, huh? Let's just do it right now. All right, so if you have a, a testimony from the conference um, and you'd like to just share, just I'll, I'll come around. And it could be a healing testimony. It could be something that God showed you, something that you learned, um, something that God spoke to your heart. It can be an encounter that you had. So just, yeah, let's, let's yeah, give God glory. Yeah, so just slip up your hand. I'll come to you. Um, so my thyroid got healed. Um, he didn't even like pray for me. It was just like someone with a thyroid, whatever. And like kept going on. And uh, <laughs> like half an hour later, um, I struggled with Hashimoto's for years and, um, my thyroid was so big that it would press on my trachea and it's been that way for about five years. Wow. Um, and all of a sudden I was like petting my neck and I'm like, my neck feels normal. Like wow. it's not pressing oh, against my on. left nose. Like my thyroid just wow. 
shrunk back down to normal size. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> give God glory. Jesus. That is so awesome. Come on. <laughs> so good. That is, that is so awesome. So I, I think I didn't even know that. I think you mentioned yeah. it. Uh, did you have one? I, I do, yeah. Um, I got a, actually got two prophetic words, and it's kind of funny because I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, That's why you're never behind. Even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Monday night I was here, and, and it was afterwards, and, and, and Chris was always calling for um, being filled with the Holy Ghost, and I was it was after the meeting, and I was sitting over here talking to, to a, a young man, younger than me anyway, man that had been filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And Chris walks by and he says, Michael, I bet. And he says, are you guys talking? And I said, yeah. And he says, okay, we'll get it later. And so he, he went on. And, and I waited and waited and waited. And he was busy. And then he went to use the bathroom. It was getting late and I got to work. And so, but the next morning, he, he, he gave a word to Diane. And then very interesting. He said, he, at one point, he looks at the clock. He says, 1216, that's my mother's birthday, and her name is Eileen Mary. And he said, does that mean anything to anybody? And they said, well, Michael's birthday is 1217. And he says, okay, he says, what's, what's his mother's name? And my mom's name is Marilyn. And he says, that's it. And actually, I wasn't born Michael Liddell. I changed my name, and my birth name is Marion Liddell. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. And the Lord, I heard so funny that the last couple of years, I've noticed that on the day of the month that I was born, even if it's not the same month, he does something for me. He speaks something. And that was the 17th. That was the day. And, and one of the things that he said was about, ah, wow. One of the things that he said was, let this be confirmation that the dangerous effects of vaccines has been removed from your extended family. Wow. And, wow. and my sister has... Three kids and two of them, the whole family got the vaccines, and we've been worrying about them. Yeah. We've been worrying about them. No, and her husband's birthday is 12, 16. Wow, <laughs> wow. come on. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Amen. Wow. That's so good. So good. Um, just slip up your hand if you have another one. I'll come over there. Get some exercise today. Um, I was watching from home, and he called out 1216. Apparently, a lot of people responded to that. Our son's birthday is 1216, and he also called out bladder cancer, and my son got a diagnosis about nine months ago of bladder wow. cancer. And all of his checkups, three-month checkups, since then have been completely clear. So that Come just on. destroyed what the enemy was trying to put in our mind, the doubt about it, that just completely went away. Wow, Hallelujah. wow thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 If, you have, if we have another one or two, just raise up your hand. We want to take the time to just give God glory. 
while, while everyone's thinking about it, working up the, 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 the nerve, <laughs> I want to, sh- is it okay if I share that, that uh, message that you sent me, Talia, from Stan? Yeah, Stan, he was the gentleman that was like over here on the last night on Tuesday night that um, he was kind of hunched over um, and uh, they, they sent a message. Stan is so thankful and in awe of God. There has been tears of joy this morning as he is walking and moving without pain. Thank you. She, this is to Talia. Thank you for contacting me. We would have missed out. You looked great and are another testimony to God's love. The difference in you is a miracle. Yeah. That's so awesome. Amen. <laughs> And and I can testify to that. Just like your countenance, like physically, God just wrecked you, but your countenance is just different. Like you can just tell like all that junk just came off of you. So yeah, thank you, Jesus. So good. Is there is there anybody else that would like to share? We'll take one more. Yeah. Hi. (laughs) Um, I was kind of like wrestling with like whether I was going to say anything because it wasn't like a physical healing, but. I think, like, mentally there's healings that can also happen that are just as miraculous. And um, I had never felt so overwhelmed by the love of God to where I could not control my movements. And I'm sure if you've been here before, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My uh, my siblings and I, we would actually call them, like, Jesus seizures. and (laughs) And I was like, oh, it's kind of funny, like... I wonder if that would ever happen to me. And I was like, no, it's like, it's not real. Like, you know, it's not, um, that's a lie. Um, (laughs) I was standing here and Chris, I think it was on the second night, Chris was um, doing an altar call and he said, I I always want to be the person who stands between life and death. And my neck jolted back and I was like, what the heck? (laughs) It didn't hurt. Like I was fine. And I was like, okay, what was that? And since then, like, I feel God's presence all over me, wow. and I was slain in the spirit for the first time, and, like, so, <laughs> um, yeah, but the physical, I have really bad asthma, and that is starting to just, I mean, it's not fully healed yet, but I had a lovely man pray over me, and it's been definitely going away quite a bit, and every day is a little bit better, so, yeah. All right. Okay, stay standing. Yep. Okay, we're going to do two things. Okay, stretch your hands towards her. Asthma, go all the way out in Jesus' name. Never come back in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now we're going to do something else. Um, if, if her testimony just resonated with you, if you've never had that love of God encounter or if you've never been slain in the Spirit and you want that, stand up to your feet. Thank you for being bold. (laughs) God, thank you for all of these people. Thank you for your love just washing over people. Let it be. I I was seeing throughout the conference um, breath of life because I need that. (laughs) And everyone here, just let them feel your breath of life. The next breath that they take is just your breath breathing into their lungs. Just let your love wash over these people and let them feel you. <laughs> Just let them feel you, God. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. Awesome. Let it be known that you asked for it. <laughs> Just watch. Jesus. Jehovah Sneaky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Any other testimonies? Is there one back there?
Rachel? This is not only for the conference, but this is for this body. This is for this body. Uh, I have a friend of mine who has been isolated at home for probably 10 plus years. A lot of uh, surgeries, she had brain surgery uh, twice for cancer and just a lot of different type of medical issues. But um, we have remained friends for years. She came maybe two years ago, and I hadn't seen her because, like I said, she's lived a life of isolation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when she came two years ago, I didn't recognize her. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't recognize her. But she made the decision not to come back here. But we stayed in contact, and God just really impressed upon my heart to encourage her to come to the conference. Mm -hmm. And she came. Um, she's got vision loss in one eye, but she's determined to serve God, and she was believing that she needed to be here. Mm -hmm. And one of the motivators was the day that she decided to come was her birthday. Mm -hmm. And she felt like that was a birthday gift from God for her. Wow. So she came, and when she walked in, she had these huge sunglasses on, and she had a mask on. And she came and sat down, mm -hmm. and as soon as she sat down, Pastor Joy, you, sat, you came and sat next to her as well, mm -hmm. but there were other members here that just came and sat next to her. Mm -hmm. And she said the love was so powerful. Mm -hmm. She took the sunglasses off. She took the mask off. And she said, I am no longer covering up again oh and she has it so thank you wow thank you jesus so good wow. anyone oh kyle's got a testimony all right This is actually for my wife, but we're one, so I guess I can speak yes. on her behalf. Amen. <laughs> she uh, dislocated her right shoulder during childbirth because um, we were pulling tug of war to help get the baby out. It was a three-hour time in the birth canal. It was intense. Wow. And um, she had not been able to lift her arm above her shoulder like this for uh, ever since, actually, without a lot of pain or without lifting it with her other arm, and it was instantly healed. Wow. Um, so, still a little bit of soreness, but it's well. Come on. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So good. Wow. So good. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. Like, I have a, a couple testimonies just, yeah. just for myself, just seeing, seeing my sons get wrecked in the presence of God and uh, getting filled with the Holy Spirit and receiving the prayer language, and it was just... So awesome. That was a, a answer to prayer for me. And then um, this other, like, beautiful mom came up to me. It was, I think this was on Sunday night, maybe Monday night. And uh, she came to me with tears in her eyes. Her teenagers just got wrecked and, like, got prophetic words and just encountered God and just awesome. And uh, she came up to me with tears in her eyes. And she's like, I've been fasting for 21 days for my teenagers to encounter God. She's like, thank you so much for having this. And I'm just, like, giving God all the glory. If you guys notice, there's, like, a theme of 
of young people getting really ministered to. Like, God is coming for our young people, and the young people are coming for the enemy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. That, that was the theme that, that I noticed, and uh, that was a prophetic uh, a vision that I had on January 1st. We were just kind of in a little circle right here before church started, and all of a sudden I had this vision of young people at the front just, like, crying out to the Lord with such, like, passion and devotion to God. And what I saw was um, this movement through young people that actually... Uh, provoked almost to jealousy the older generation and caused a greater hunger in the older generations as well. And so I prophesy that over our young people here, over young people across the valley, over young people that don't even know Jesus yet. And we just declare that Jesus is coming for them because they're coming after the enemy and there's going to be a revival that comes through the young people in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Do we want to show the video now or... Sure. Should we do that now? Well, okay. we could talk about this. Okay. If you want to. First. Okay. So sorry, Brandon. Yeah. I, I, I uh, messed you up. <laughs> so could you put up uh, Matthew 10, 7, and 8? God is so good. He's so good. Yeah. So this is what uh, God put on my heart for today. Um, Matthew 10, 7, and 8. So good. By the way, if you if God touched you um, in any way during the conference, please fill out a testimony card. We yes. want to give God the glory and put it on the wall over there. We took uh, down all the testimony cards that were over there in anticipation that we were going to fill it up. And so um, that's why. Usually it's full, um, but we want some fresh testimonies up there. They've all been logged, and they're all available on the Awaken Family page. But, um, but yeah, let's fill, yeah, fill up Yeah, we're keeping wall. the ones that were on there, and they're going to mm -hmm. be archived. Mm -hmm. So we did get rid of them. Um, but, yeah, uh, be uh, faithful with what God did. And part of just processing your own miracle or processing something God spoke to you or a word that you got is recording it, writing it down for yourself and for your church family. So Matthew 10, 7, and 8. And as you go, preach. Say preach. Preach. Saying the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with leprosy, cast out demons, freely you've received, freely give. Now Matthew 10, 7 is about evangelism. We are all called the normal life of every single believer is to preach the gospel. Amen. It doesn't mean that you'll be doing what I'm doing right now. Um, it might. But it doesn't mean that you're called to quit your job and be a pastor. But it means where you're at in the occupation you're in, in the place that God has placed you, you are called to preach the gospel. And the Lord will move through you as you begin to expect that to happen. The Lord will start to highlight people to you that you need to reach out to, that you need to talk to. God will start to give you words of knowledge. God will start to speak to you and just say, go and encourage this person. But every single believer is called to preach the gospel. I love one of the things Chris said was courage is, is not a, uh, oh, no, I'm messing it up. Courage is, is not something that, you know, I, I, I'll just, I'll make it personal. Say that again. Thank you. Yeah, courage is not a personality type, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. So it, it's what we have because of Christ. We have boldness. Amen. 
And um, I just want to encourage you in that, that we're all called to share the gospel and that God wants to use you. I, I feel specifically this year, you know, that message that I spoke on January 1st about God wants to get us into the promised land. I, man, I, I'm telling you, I spoke this message on January 1st, and ever since, it's like every day I see this being played out. God's trying to get you into your promised land, and the enemy's trying to keep you from it. And we want to march into the promised land, and part, part of your promised land is stepping into this to where you're no longer afraid to, to share the gospel, to, to uh, actually just be an instrument in any moment for the Lord. And actually, you, you might be afraid, but do it afraid. Do it afraid, and there's victory in that. So Matthew 10.7 is about evangelism, but Matthew 10.8 is about living a supernatural life. This is also the natural calling of every single believer to live a supernatural life. How many have ever seen Sid Roth? I just want you to be normal. That's normal. God wants you to be normal. This is the normal life of every believer to heal the sick. Amen? Yeah, this is the normal life of, of the believer to cast out demons. You know, before I turned my life to the Lord, you know, I was saved when I was 12, but I really wasn't living for the Lord until I rededicated my life at about 26 or 27 years of age. <clears throat> and before that time, I never saw anybody get healed. I never cast out a demon. But when you turn your life to the Lord and you start to expect those things, now I've seen countless people healed by my own hands. Obviously, it's Jesus. I've cast out demons. But it, had I kept going in this life of just like, well, I'm saved, but I'm not really expecting to live a supernatural life. I could stand here today and just still have not seen anything. So God wants you to live this type of life. This is a normal life of the believer. It's funny, I was watching uh, Heidi Baker yesterday, and she, her message was called Power and Love. And she was talking about every believer is called, this is what the church is called to do. We're called to walk in love, and we're called to walk in power. If you don't walk in power, you'll start to see people as hopeless cases because you're not seeing the power of God come in and transform yeah. lives. Yeah. We saw that happen this weekend. We saw people that a lot of people would look at and say, that's a hopeless case, and we saw God come in and change everything in a moment. If we don't walk in power, and I'm talking about you personally, but I'm talking about us as a church, this is a challenge to us as a church leadership team. This is a challenge to us as leaders. This is a challenge to you if you call this place your, your church or if you call yourself a Christian. We need to learn to walk in power. I don't want to wait for the next Chris Kildosher conference yes. to come around before yes. we see God invade and touch our youth. Before we see God just heal people instantly. Before we see demons getting cast out of people. When you're in a meeting and you see demons manifest, that's a good sign. <laughs> that's a good sign. Because that means the presence of God is there. And if you read the Bible, 
Every time a demon manifests is because it was getting ready to leave. It, it was getting its eviction papers right yes. there. So when you see somebody manifest, it's usually the enemy's last, uh, last chance to try to keep that person in bondage. And it's the jig is up. We're getting ready to get free. <laughs> I love uh, Chris's, uh, he was talking about, he was doing open air preaching. And uh, I think, it, I can't remember what city it was. But he said a guy was screaming from him, or screaming at him from across the street in a demonic voice, be quiet. And he said he sounded like Willem, Willem Dafoe from Spider-Man. <laughs> be quiet. And the, and the guy came over to him and he goes, only do this amongst yourselves. Right? Right? Yeah. See, the enemy is afraid of us stepping into the supernatural life that God has called us to step into. Daniel Lester, would you stand up? I, God put you on my heart yesterday, and I just want to prophesy over you. I wrote it down so I wouldn't get it wrong. But I saw you, um, let's see, where is it? It disappeared. There it is. I saw you wearing a red shirt, and um, then I saw, like, the medical symbol with the, the red you know, the red plus and like the white behind it. And I just felt led to look up what that means, that red cross. And I found this and it said the red cross sign or plus sign is, uh, as it is often called, shows that these people are not a part of the conflict and they're simply there to help. And so as soon as I read that, I felt the Lord all over it. This is a year where you're stepping into new assignments to help people. But at the same time, God is bringing you a deeper level of peace to you and to your family. So I love that, that uh, what the, the definition of that is. It's, these, it's a sign that these are people that are, part, are not part of the conflict, but they're simply there to help. So I felt like there was two, the, two things there for you. It's like God is reassigning you, and he's going to be showing you people that you're going to come alongside of and assist and bring life to. But at the same time, you're not part of the conflict, that he's bringing new life to you and bringing new joy to you. So I just bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I feel healing in your hands as well. Have you seen the, have you, have you healed the sick? Come on. <laughs> so we just declare more, more, more for you. More, more, more. In Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really important that we take a look at like these conference weekends and stuff. The reason why we do this is so when we look at Chris Kildosher, we think I can do that. And that we're not waiting for him to come back. The power is not in Chris Kildosher. Okay? The power is in Jesus Christ and in his word and in the gospel. When you preach the gospel, his Holy Spirit comes, the power comes, healing the sick, it comes with preaching the gospel. And I also want to share with you there is power to be found in preaching the gospel on the streets. You don't have to wait for a platform in a church, in a place just like that demon screaming, do this amongst yourselves. This is not just for us to do amongst ourselves. We do this amongst ourselves because God loves us and he wants us healed and whole and he wants us to see what's possible. But there's a power that exists when we go out and take the gospel on the streets and then healing shows up and people have a supernatural encounter with God. It removes every debate. It removes, it brings a fear of God. When you see God move, it brings a fear and you have to make a decision at that point. It's like either I'm crazy or this is real, and then it, it demonstrates the spirit and power. Yeah. 
I'm going to read that scripture real quick. Yeah. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Amen. So we want to walk that supernatural life because that's, that's, that is the gospel. It's really important that we even understand what the gospel is and that we receive the gospel in our own hearts, okay? So the wages of sin is death, amen? So we were born into sin. If you have violated even one, one law of the Ten Commandments, you are guilty of the whole thing, right? Sometimes you have to bring people to the end of themselves. Most people think, oh, well, I'm a good person, and if you're a good enough person, then that means you make it to heaven, right? Like most, the general public thinks that that's what it is. They think that's what Christianity is. Try and be good. And if you're really, really good, you know, my, my, my aunt Berta, you know, let, let a bunch of people stay at her house. There's no way. She, she definitely makes it into heaven, right? But the wages of sin is death. If you've even looked on a woman with lust, you are guilty of the whole law, right? So we're all dead in our sins and in our trespasses. That's why Jesus came right? Jesus came because he wanted to bring us life. He wanted to bring our spirits back to life. And so he had to pay the price for us. So what did he do? That the amazing God in all his glory, he laid down all those things to come as a little baby, grew up, died on a cross for us, but he also died on a cross as us. And he paid for all of our sins completely. He died all of our sins, every curse, every sickness, every shame, every mental disease died on that cross with him. And so did we once we receive him. Amen. But he didn't just stop there. He rose again. And when he rose again, that brings us into that resurrection, new life with him, where if we give our life to him and we receive him fully, then we get to partake of everything that he's done. We become joint heirs with Jesus. We receive the free gift of righteousness because of what he paid for. Amen. And now we are the sons and the daughters of the Most High God through adoption because we receive Jesus Christ. And that's it. And there is no other way. <laughs> there is no other way, right? And so it's really important that we understand that and that we receive it first, right? If I'm walking around thinking I'm a scumbag and God hates me, I'm probably going to not preach the gospel on the streets and I'm probably not going to believe that God's going to use me to heal anybody because I'm still trying to work it out and try to be good enough. Does this make sense? So we have to receive that in our own hearts first and out of that thankfulness, out of that overflow, you're like, oh my gosh, like people on the streets, you have no idea what he did for you. Like you have no idea. You can be so free. You can have a blank slate. Everything you've ever felt guilty of, anything you've ever done in your life, you can have a blank slate. He will wash that all away, and it's a free gift. All you do is just say, I, I give you my life, and I, I receive this free gift of righteousness. Amen? And it's, it's really important that we understand the gospel, because that's the power. You notice that it does, that verse doesn't just start with heal the sick. It says, as you go preach the gospel, and uh, as we've been seeing Acts 10.44 I've been seeing 1044 multiple times a day. The, the word promises that when you preach the gospel, the Holy Spirit will fall on everyone who's listening to the message. Amen? That's the promise of God. Holy Spirit is going to show up when you preach the gospel, and that power is going to be there to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely we have received, so then freely we give. Amen? Um, we can actually show that video. Can we show the video now? 
Yeah, do, uh, do you guys know who Jack Hayford is? He's a general in the faith, amazing, powerful man of God. He just went home to heaven recently. Um, he is a spiritual father. I can't even tell you how many. Uh, he's a spiritual father to Jimmy Evans and Robert Morris and an elder and just all across the whole board, multiple streams. Um, he was a founder in the, the Foursquare movement, and he was very influential in the Vineyard mo uh, movement as well. But this video, Annabelle actually <laughs> shared it. I was just like, oh, that's fire. So it's so good. So we're going to show this really quick. But I, I, I almost, I'm hesitant to say, I want to say this by the word of the Lord, but I got to tell you subjectively, while I will not impose that kind of statement on you subjectively, I wouldn't say it if I didn't feel it with that same degree of constraint that I usually feel when I will say, I say to you by the word of the Lord, but I'm not going to claim that authority. But with the same degree of passion subjectively, there is in this room right now such a grand body of devoted servants who are raised up to be in the midst of an evangelical ethos, a people of passion for the supernatural and all the signs and wonders that come with it. That's my understanding of what God birthed Vineyard as. People who want to see souls saved and believe that it's the power of the supernatural work of God that makes the cutting edge for that to come about in a society so blinded or so myopic by, its, by reason of not only its hollowness and shallowness and emptiness of real supernatural so much that it seeks for the satanic supernatural as a, as a substitute and in the face of a church, by and large, so much of evangelicalism that resists the very breakthrough dynamic that characterized the birth of the early church and exploded upon a, a pagan culture, not by reason of its academic brilliance, but by reason of its supernatural demonstration of power. Not that it was deficient of academic brilliance, but that was not its cutting edge and it didn't pretend it was the secret to anything. It only was the means of communication to interpret what was way beyond what any person could explain or bring about by human wisdom. So that Paul will say, I did not come to you with the wisdom of man's words, but in the demonstration of the spirit and power. And there's not anyone in this room that doesn't understand those are your roots. It's what you were raised to be. It's what you're about and what many of you still cherish and live in. But you at... Those this many years into your living, your life as a movement, you are so vulnerable to living out what I watched and lived in. I entered the Pentecostal movement at the time it had come to the place that it was denying its birthright. Now, thank God it made a turn in the season called the Charismatic Renewal. Most of Pentecostalism experienced renewal itself during the Charismatic Renewal. But by the time I entered ministry in the mid-1950s, when I started in the ministry, there was, we, we knew the doctrine. We believed it all. We would stand and say, absolutely, we salute to the belief, this supernatural power. We got the books on it. We can give you a, 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 as good an intellectual explanation and defense for the reality of the, contempor the contemporaneity of the supernatural as anybody you want to find. 
but the presence and the power wasn't in the church, and we weren't sure we wanted it. Because the handful of places that you saw it, it would oftentimes be either exaggerated, or it would become an end in itself, or become so criticized by sectors of the evangelical movement, we didn't want to bear the onus of the thing. And it's one of the places that you decide whether you're going to live in the river or just know the map of where the river was. Yeah. And I want to... <clears throat> and I want to encourage you to continue the great contribution that is made to all of us by vineyard scholars and authors, by the vineyard ethos that characterizes this, this rich blend of good sense Christianity with a passion for the supernatural and an unwillingness to succumb to the intellectualized approach to the supernatural at the expense of there being a vulnerable exposure to the unpredictable liabilities of moving in the supernatural. And I'm going to tell you, it's never neat. You never, it's never neat. You keep open to the supernatural, and it is never neat. And God will never let it be. There will never be a handbook from heaven that will say, this is the way you can keep it slick. <laughs> it seems almost instead that God delights in keeping us slightly embarrassed, if not greatly embarrassed at points. <laughs> so that we, we become the people that, that, that are forced to walk in a humility which itself, if it's retained in true humility, itself keeps open the door of constantly the river flowing. But that has to be renewed regularly and has to be renewed as a conscious choice. I, uh, I think what I need to do is just put a comma uh, and uh, pick up about where I am and resume tonight because where I am is about... Amen. Thank yeah. you for showing that, Brandon. So good, right? Yeah. So awesome. I don't want to just know the map yeah. to the river. I want to be mm -hmm. in the river. I want to be splashing in the river, and I want to bring people to the river with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny mm -hmm. because um, my, my journey with the Lord... Um, I, I don't know what certain words mean, like evangelical, charismatic, Pentecostal, all these different things. All I know is I started going to church. I started learning about Holy Spirit and got baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Next thing I know, I was bedridden with a heart condition, and then I got a radical supernatural healing by the grace of God. I had no faith for it. And it's like, if that then makes me a charismatic, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes we put labels on things and it kind of helps us to feel safer or put things in a box or whatever. But I still, I stand up here and I'm like, I don't fully know what evangelical means. I don't know what charismatic means. All I know is once I got my heart healing, there was no looking back. There was no putting that back in a box again. And I was like, God, if I could just do this for one other person, I want to see this happen for one other person. 
and then you know I'm I'm exploring healing and stuff, and then I you know go to a meeting, and next thing you know I'm falling over over under the power of God. <laughs> you know I didn't say, I want to become a charismatic now. You know God just oh you know it's just I actually thought it was weird. I thought it was strange. I'm like these people are going like hey ho, and I'm just like what is happening, right? And I'm like you know walking through this fire tunnel, and I'm just like God if it's you. I want it, but this is kind of weird, and I was majorly judgy of the people, and next thing you know, you know, like, someone goes, hey, and I go, <laughs> and like, down, and I laugh, and I laugh, and I laugh for 24 hours straight, laughed all through my sleep, all through my dreams, and I'm just telling you, like, we have to be careful that we don't put things in a box, because when you put things in a box, you start to think that we can pick and choose what we're going to take and what we're not going to take. And um, the, the Holy Spirit just doesn't work like that. We cannot live this Christian life without dependence on Holy Spirit. And just like he said, it's not going to be neat. It's not going to be tied with a bow. We are not going to understand. If I make my brain the God of my life, where God has to please my brain and it has to make sense to me before I'll let him move, it's, it starts to shut down the Holy Spirit. And so we want to be 100% dependent on Holy Spirit. We always will be. Always. No matter how mature you get in the Spirit, no matter how long you've been spinning on the planet with Jesus, it is always 100% dependence on Holy Spirit. There's never going to be a formula, much to my chagrin. <laughs> I love formulas, right? Um, but if, if we're going to see the Spirit move, we're going to have to let Him move, and He's going to do this stuff. Amen? Amen. We, sh we share the testimony of, of Blue. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Go through that. Okay. So, um, yeah. So really, really the testimony starts with, um, so <laughs> Chris, Chris, uh, texted Daniel, we're, we're friends and, um, was just like, Hey, like be my accountability partner. So let me just share something with you that really set me free. Um, I'm sure he'd be okay with me sharing this, but we were sitting at lunch with him and uh, talking about sharing the gospel and evangelism and stuff like that. And he's like, can I tell you a secret? And we're like, what? And he's like, I don't like going out evangelizing. <laughs> he's like, I love seeing people get saved. I love seeing people come to Jesus. He's like, but going out on the street, like right beforehand or whatever, he's like, the Lord has me, uh, you know, just, he challenges me. He's just like, hey, you need to get out and preach the gospel and stuff. And so that actually set me free because I think sometimes we get this, this mindset, well, you're, he's an evangelist, so he just lives and breathes this stuff, and he just can't wait till he's on the street again. And then we file that in a box of like, well, that's for people that are like that, right? But I've seen him open air preach. I've seen him preach to people on the street, and people are getting saved. I was amazed at how easy it was that's, that was my shocker. I was like, it was like five people saved in like an hour. And I was like, nobody debated anybody. And this is crazy. It was so easy. Right? So he, he texts Daniel and he's like, would you like, let's, let's hold each other accountable. He's like, I just shared the gospel with somebody on the street. And so Daniel's like, all right. So he's out. And so he shared the gospel with someone at, at Sonic or whatever. And I'm hearing them go through this. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, like I, I, I want to share the gospel. But that night I went to go uh, do a grocery pickup and it was nowhere on my radar. I was just like, I'm just going to go pick up my groceries. You literally just sit in your car. You're not supposed to get out of your car. Right? So I'm just sitting in the car waiting for them to load my groceries, and in front of me is this guy on a skateboard, and he's just, like, going around and going around, and I'm, like, my spirit was just kind of, like, Ooh, you know, something's going on there, and I was just, like, Lord, I'm, like, do you have a word for this, for this guy, 
He looks like he's like 20, like he's got a beanie on, he's like all black, you know, whatever. Um, and, and he's like, yes. And I was like, oh, what, what is your word for him? And um, I saw beans, like b- beans piled up and whatever, and it made me think of like a bean counter. And I just felt like the Lord telling me, it's like he has increase for him, he has increase for his business, increase for uh, influence, like online and stuff like that, like maybe he had a YouTube channel or something. And, uh, but the end of it was that he uh, is called to uh, minister to young people, like youth, like he's going to help youth kind of stay out of trouble and, and stuff like that. But looking at him, you wouldn't think all these things. And so um, I was just like, okay, God, you know, and I'm like thinking about their thing. I'm like, so I actually have a word. And uh, so I get out of my car after they load my groceries, and I'm like, he's going to think I'm crazy. He might reject me. I don't know what's going to happen. I get out of my car, and I go up to him. I'm just like, hey, I'm like, this might sound kind of crazy, but I feel like I'm supposed to talk to you. And I shared with him the word, and he's just like, oh, wow. He's like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. And he was actually really, really cool about it. We actually ended up talking for like an hour in the parking lot and just kind of sharing about this stuff. And he, he's, he's like, oh, I do have a business. He's like, it's, I make the best skateboarding wax in the entire world. And I was like, I believe you. <laughs> I was like, okay. And, uh, and he has all this vision and stuff for dropping skate parks in different, you know, rough areas. And he has a heart for youth and stuff like that. So I prophesied over him. I preached the gospel to him and um, prayed, prayed for his knee as well. And um, it got a little bit better. I'm believing that he's going to, you know, find full healing in that area, but it really didn't matter in that moment. I'm just like, God wants you to know these things, that he has pleasure over you as you're skateboarding, and these things are going to come to pass. Um, but what was, what was cool about it, he did not receive Jesus. I gave him my phone number. I'm like, I've got five kids. I'm married. I'm not doing anything weird. I'm like, but if you are healed in the morning, I want to hear about it. So, you know, give me, like, text me or something. And um, anyways, what was I just going to say? I just was going to say something. Oh, the cool thing about it um, is that I felt 100% in my own skin um, going up to him. I didn't feel like I was using any kind of trick or tip that I've heard from somebody. Like, it's very natural for me to prophesy over people, and it's very natural for me to just pastor people, and that's what it felt like. I was coming to him as a prophet. I was coming to him just kind of pastoring his heart a little bit and encouraging him, and it was it was actually really, really awesome, and I was really thankful to the Lord, and, and uh, he received it. He's like, he's like, I do believe that this is fate. He's like, I, I only, you know, I always skate with people, and only the last two days I've come by myself. And so, um, anyways, believing that God's going to water that seed. Amen. So that just really encouraged me. And for me, there's two things that stand out um, in the story that are just really uh, exciting to me. And it's for you guys. Is that number one, um, how many know it's a, that part of the testimony is just that she stepped out in faith. When you step out in faith, that's a testimony. I don't care if they slap you in the face. I don't care if they insult you or they run the other direction. The father is proud of you. Um, he is, like, so excited that you actually stepped out. And that's a testimony in itself that you stepped out in faith. You need to know that part of overcoming the fear of man is being more aware of what God thinks than what the person in front of you thinks. And when you hear the Holy Spirit cheering you on and God cheering you on, it doesn't matter what the person's reaction is. You know, uh, Chris said this in the conference, but they asked Daniel Kalenda. Um, why are you so bold about uh, preaching the gospel? And he goes, because I actually believe what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So if you know that you're, like Chris said, you're standing between heaven and hell for this person, all of a sudden the focus is not on you. And and if you're present and you're aware with what God is saying, he's like, you could be this person's only chance to know me. 
And so one of the things I wanted to, to tell you about um, was, oh, the second thing, I almost passed that. So the, the first thing that it really encouraged me about Joy's story was just that she stepped out in faith. And I would just want to encourage you, when you step out in faith, God is going to meet you right in that place. But the second thing is that um, what she shared with me when she got home, she's like, I was able to share in my own skin. Like, it didn't feel like I was trying to be Chris Kildosher or I was trying to be you. It felt like I was able to share in my own skin, in my own personality, and I just want to prophesy over you, God has that for you. And he's not asking you to be Chris Kildosher or Joy or anyone else. Don't put on Saul's armor. Saul's armor is awesome for Saul. It's not for you. You, God has your own, his own armor that he's going to give you that you can minister in your own skin, in your own way. Amen. 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 So I wanted to talk a little bit just about um, the fear of man. Um, God wants to break off the fear of man this year, or at least he wants to shift you into a place to where the fear of God is, is becomes a bigger deal in your life than the fear of man. I remember when I first, when I committed to uh, six months of evangelism, um, I I didn't realize how much of the fear of man I, I had until I started getting out there. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I really care about what people think. I could feel the fear of man, like, really high. And as I just kept going out, I was like, oh, man, I told the whole church I was going to do this for six months. And I, I want to tell you something, too, is when you step out, don't be surprised when there's resistance. The worst, okay, this is true. The worst experience that I had evangelizing in six months, talking to people over six months every Saturday, was the very first person I talked to. <laughs> person was full of the devil and was like, it was all coming out at me. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't want to experience this all the time. It was the worst experience. So when you do this, don't be surprised if somebody's not very happy about it. The guy across the street, be quiet, <laughs> Willem Dafoe from Spider-Man. Be quiet, because this is part of your promised land, stepping into like, sharing the gospel, stepping into the supernatural life. I wanted to share a couple things about, about the fear of man. If you know what you're saying is saving a life, you're not thinking about you. Um, it can be as simple as... Um, there's a, how many know who Michaela Peterson is? Uh, a few. She just, she got, just got saved, like, within a year. Um, she's, a, if you don't know who she is, she's, like, her dad's actually more famous, uh, but she's, she has a podcast, and uh, she's, so she's kind of making her own space, but I think it was only around a year ago, she was talking to a friend of hers, and she was, um, kind of just venting about her life. She's like, she had five, she's like five things. She's like this, 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 this. It's all like, like making my life miserable because of these things. And the guy just looked at her. He's a Christian. And he said, well, that's why you need Jesus. And she stopped and she said, I don't know what to do with that. Like, that's why you need Jesus. I, I, I just don't know what to do with that. And he, he goes, just, you know what? Cry out to God and he'll reveal himself to you. That's all he said. He said, that's why you need Jesus. And he said, cry out to God, and he'll reveal himself to you. Well, she did. That night, she, she just cried out to God. And the next day, all the five things that she was venting about all resolved themselves. And she was like, oh. 
and she started reading her Bible. And she said, when I would read my Bible, I would, I would have peace. We have to have faith for people, for God to radically encounter people right where they're at. And you might be that one voice that just says, well, that's why you need Jesus. Chris Kildosher shared his testimony that how he, why he's saved is because his dad got saved. Because his dad, someone spoke to his dad and said, uh, I forget what his dad's name was. I think I wrote it down. Mike. Someone said to his dad, Mike, you know what your problem is? You need Jesus. And his dad ended up getting saved from that. So many people here, you, you are going to be that voice. Maybe that's you. As, as I say that, you're like, I can do that. I can encourage someone. You could be the person that is standing in front of the door of hell for that person and just saying, that's why you need Jesus. It can be that easy. I know we're kind of over time, but I felt this was important. When you go places, ask the Lord for words. Ask the Lord for manifestations. We had so many people during the conference that they would experience something while it was happening. Chris would call out something, and before he'd call it out, like he called out face numbness, and somebody was actually feeling like tingling in their face before it happened. And they're like, that's so weird. When he called that out, I was already feeling that. And a lot of other people were feeling manifestations. Well, when you're in public or you're out and about, you can have manifestations in your body, and you want to check in with the Lord. Lord, is this you? And it could be like your knee starts tingling, and you're like, somebody needs knee healing. Or like, is it, is it, maybe it's the person in front of you. Do you have pain in your knee? This has happened to both of us. And watch God show up if you start to ask for these things. Ask him for words for people. Ask him for manifestations, and he will do it. We're a supernatural, how do I say this? You are a supernatural being. Did you know that? <laughs> You're meant to live a supernatural life. Did you want to share about the, this? Um, I don't know if that's necessary for today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, last thing I just want to share is um, God has hope for the hard cases. Uh, when we're not seeing people get totally rocked by God, we'll start to lose hope for the hard cases. Um, I, f I felt like God ripped off a layer of hopelessness in this conference because I seen God come through for the hard cases. And when the power of God is moving, we'll see that. And it actually sets our mind, it calibrates our brain correctly to where we're, we see a hard case and we're like, oh, that's, this is not hard. God can do this. They just need a touch from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. the fun thing about preaching together. You're like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? And, we do, and you try not to step on each other's toes. And so it's, yeah. it's easier to just speak on our own. But yeah. this is fun in a way. I think, I think the only other thing that I had on my heart is I always, I always want to try as best as I can to pastor through, pastor people through, you know, what they saw. But, you know, as, as we even, you know, heard Jack Haver talk about, like, it's not going to be clean and tidy and always going to make sense to us or whatever. But oftentimes people have the question, you know, why did they fall out in the spirit and I did not? 
why did this person get healed instantly and I didn't see it instantly? Or why are they shaking? Or how come this person does this or that or whatever? There's not going to be a lot of clean, tidy answers or whatever. It's really just we got to stay in a childlike place. If the desire of your heart is to encounter Jesus, just talk to him about it. But just because that stuff doesn't happen to you in a moment doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. It definitely does not mean that he's angry with you. God does not withhold blessings from us. He is no respecter of person. Persons. Um, so really, it's just like stay in that humble place, just childlike faith. Our friend Levi, he shared the testimony many times here, but like he, his whole family would be getting rocked and he'd be stepping over bodies on the floor at his house. They'd have like Holy Spirit drinking nights at his house and stuff like that. And he's like, it's never happened to me. It like took years and years and years. And then, you know, suddenly, you know, he gets hit, but he chose into it and stuff like that. All that to say is that it had nothing to do with him as a person or how much God loved loves him. So just try not to make decisions. Does this make sense? Don't try to make a decision. Another word for that is judgment. Try not to make decisions about what God is saying or isn't saying through this or that manifestation. You know, there's times that people manifest and it could be their flesh. You know, it's like, it, it, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we want to have freedom in this place. We want to allow the spirit of God to move. Um, really, it's like, even if you're manifesting all the time, you need to be in the word. You need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's a maturity that needs to happen, whether you're manifesting or whether you're not. That's not the end all be all whatever. The end all be all is intimacy with Jesus and allowing Holy Spirit to move in your life. Amen. And um, so try not to, you know, I, I just don't want anyone's heart hurt or they're processing these things if God doesn't like me or whatever, um, or pride, you know, oh, God likes me so much because I manifest. And, you know, it's just like, it just, just be like a child. I think that's, that's what I'd like to say there. Yeah. If you want to be activated in um, praying for the sick, just stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Boom, activated. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the word. <laughs> Amen. Mm, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Jesus, you said heal the sick. So we thank you for the privilege to stand in the gap. And to see the sick healed through our very own hands. And I just prophesy over you, you'll see people healed by your very own hands. Thank you, Jesus. I just release life over this congregation, over everybody that's standing, God. I just pray for God that you are supernaturally activating them in the area of healing. We thank you, Lord Jesus. God, we've seen people get activated just this weekend. They get healed, and then they pray for someone to get healed, like Talia. And so we just thank you, Jesus, that healing the sick is, is not hard, that it's easy. We thank you that it's your desire for every single believer. And we just release life right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, amen. I just declare over every single one of you that this is your birthright as a born-again, blood-bought Christian to move in these things. And so we just say yes and amen. We just say go for it. Go beyond us. Go beyond anything that we've seen. We just declare that even greater than the works that Jesus did, these people shall do. God, I thank you that they don't need someone to lay a hand on them. They don't need to be ordained. They don't need a piece of paper or certificate. They don't need the approval of man because they already have 
the approval of God and it's in your word. So we just declare over them that they're going to begin to see it, Father, as they begin to pray for people, Jesus. And I just thank you so much for it, Jesus. And I just encourage them. Even uh, Bill, Bill Johnson's quote is like, if you want to see more healing, pray for more people. <laughs> and so we just encourage and charge them. Pray for more people. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. And we just declare that we're going to see massive amounts of healing and even greater works, Father, than, than we've done or that you did. And it's because of your, what your word and your goodness and what you did on the cross. And we just give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Yeah. Awesome. Let's have everybody stand up. Yeah, I have, one, I have one more thing, but yeah, everybody stand up. Um, hmm, Jesus. Yeah, I feel like I'm supposed to go for it. Um, if I feel like one of the ways you get activated in something is you just step out. And so I want to ask if you want to be activated in sharing Jesus with someone, I want to challenge you to step out this week and to share the gospel with someone. And there's something about making a commitment and saying yes. And so if you want that, you're like, I want that. I want to encourage people. I want to see people saved. Um, just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. And so are you also you're committing to sharing Jesus this week. <laughs> I, I don't know if I made that clear. So by the way, just to give you a gimme, the easiest person to share Jesus with is your waiter or waitress. It's, it's almost, it's so easy because they want your tip, so you have a captive audience. But I just want to encourage you to just be listening. Be listening. God will highlight someone to you. You know, if Chris hadn't sent me that text, I wouldn't have shared with this lady at Sonic. And it, it's not going to be pretty. It could be messy. In fact, I was like getting a word. A guy brought our food, and I was, I was getting a word for him. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get some more ketchup, and then I'm going to share the word when he gets back. And then he didn't come back. A girl came back. And so I was like, well, I'm going to share with her. And so I just went for it. And uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, those of you that raised your hand, um, yeah, I just bless you uh, this, this week in sharing the gospel. I just bless you, bless you, bless you. Just bless you with boldness. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. But I also bless you that you do it in your own skin. You don't have to put on Saul's armor. You can do it in your own personality. So I just bless you to find that. Whatever the Lord is speaking, free to step out. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.